Welcome to episode 200 of the Grip Strip Podcast, the holiday cheer edition of the Grip Strip Podcast. My name is Philip Matthew. I'm your host, and I'm with my co-host, the iRacing Indy 500 champion, a computer genius, a gentleman, and a scholar, go-karting extraordinaire. His name is Josh Refine. What's going on, brother? I am doing great, Phil. Um, yeah, thank you for all those accolades that I've earned over the years, but you know, we've made it to episode number 200 and gotta say 200 is a nice round number perfect number for racing podcast 200 is always the benchmark for speed and everything and of course uh it also took uh 200 points for one of us to win in our fantasy football matchup last night and fitting that it this comes after that which uh i've taking you down in the first round of the fall brawl playoffs. So, um, yeah, ready to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. Um, but it's true. Uh, yet again, in my league, I've taken, I've taken an L, but this time Josh, who has been very close to winning this league in his part participation, this is year three for you, right? So, yeah. um, so been close both years, so now you're going to get an opportunity in semifinals, get a little bit extra cash possibly, um, depending on where you're at. I mean, if you get to the final, it's definite money, and if you win the win the consolation, that's money. But then I have to go through that still. I have to go through the all the recaps and stuff with that and see who's where in terms of the money payouts. But we'll talk about that in the football segment. We'll get into uh, how our regular teams went and did uh, this weekend. And um, other fantasy teams for me, I had a buy in multiple leagues this week. Um, one, because I'm in the const- in the, in the missed the playoff side, and then one as the number one seed. So um, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about all the news that's come out here in the last week in the world of motorsports. A lot of stuff going on in uh, NASCAR, so we'll get into that. And um, we'll also recap the best moments uh, from this year in uh, for GSP. Definitely highlights um, and and I guess uh, opportunities and dream opportunities. That took place, so we'll review with that, and then we'll go and do a little hot take kind of too early championship prediction uh, for three or the three major motorsports that we cover here on the show. Uh, one of them we know what what that championship is going to be, sadly, um, but we have NASCAR's big three series and IndyCar, so that will be interesting. Josh will let us know all things going on in iRacing and gaming in the sim segment and then we'll call it a day and we'll take a, a holiday break uh at least at least during christmas break i know josh you're uh, going and taking uh, extra time uh, on new year's so um trying to flesh out somebody to go and do a, a show just based on football um but we'll see what happens with that uh, but that'll be in a couple weeks time. We'll definitely take off for Christmas and, uh, try to come back to start season number five of the GSP with episode 201. So let's go and, uh, talk about 
NASCAR first, uh, going into um, going into the Cup. I mean, on on the Cup Series side, there was multiple announcements here. Um, Shane Shane Van Gisbergen is going to be running Cup and Xfinity. Uh, WeatherTech is going to sponsor uh, Shane Van Gisbergen while he drives for college racing in the Xfinity series. And he's going to run a partial cup schedule uh, for, for track house. So that was one big piece of news. It's also been announced that he will be in the Daytona Arca race to get uh, qualified to drive in the Xfinity series uh, uh, race at Daytona. Uh, we had also other other announcements here uh carson hosevar's main sponsor next year on the number 77 car will be ziegler auto group uh that's a sponsor that josh uh balicki ran uh, a lot last year or this year and um another i don't know if we talked about Pizza Face getting Hunt Brothers Pizza along with uh, the champion Ryan Blaney, but that also came up. And um, oh yeah, and Advent Health uh, going to Legacy Motor Club. Yep. Um, Trackhouse going to MotoGP or taking over the um, uh, Res whatever the the team that was the R and F Racing uh, Aprilia team. You know, change you know, spotters. We talked about that before. So, um, we'll also, I mean, I think there was some spotter announcements too, but a lot of crew chief and then some crew chief announcements, mainly uh, on the Xfinity side, but also in the cup side. Jason Burdett is going to be the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson for his limited schedule next year. Um, it was Todd Gordon who was the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson this year for the few races that he did. Um, Burdett is, is another person who came from the Hendrick, uh, Hendrick stable. And then er, he spent many years at Hendrick. And he most recently, of course, was at JRM uh, crew chiefing Justin Allgaier. So now he moves up to cup uh, worked under Ray Evernham and Chad Knauss and Robbie Loomis. So definitely very well qualified and now he moves over to Legacy to work with Jimmy. Um, Sheld- the announcement, one of the worst kept secrets in all of NASCAR, uh, was Sheldon Creed and Chandler Smith becoming full-time drivers for in the Xfinity side for um, Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Sheldon Creed will drive the number 18, and Chandler Smith driving the number 81. Uh, the number 20 car will be, uh, they'll run four full-time cars in 2024. The number 20 will be ran uh, a majority of the races by Eric Almirola. And then John Hunter Nemechek's going to run 10 races. The 19 will be uh, of four drivers, Ryan Truex, William Sawalich, Joe Graff Jr., and Taylor Gray. So that'll be uh, the one that gets wrecked a lot. Uh, at least with the back, the the latter three, uh, Ryan Truex and his opportunities will probably be pretty competitive. Uh, so yeah, and then the 
and then the crew yeah so with and also for you know they list all these people's names so jeff mendering continues with um jeff mendering will be teaming up with uh chandler smith uh he used to be with the what do you call him Ruckshot Jones for a long time. And then he was working with Sammy Smith last year. Sam McCauley will be uh, the crew chief for Sheldon Creed. Seth Chavka will be the 19 crew chief. And Tyler Allen will work with the 20 car. The The last two, or the last, the, the other three guys are all engineers, or have been engineers at uh, JGR for for period of years so they will uh go and advance up to xfinity you know, jgr also will run arca with uh william sawalich on the east arca east and then the other races that he's not eligible for based on being 17 will be raced by tanner gray so the gray brothers now are getting uh, a promotion of sorts getting into the jgr pipeline being toyota development drivers so a lot going on there and um see what else is going on here yeah the weather tech announcement was an interesting one and pretty cool to see and then um that's for yeah the bonus david mcneil primary sponsor oh so zane smith is actually going to have weather tech on his number 71 uh, car uh to start for the daytona 500 so that's uh, interesting. 17 race sponsorship in the Xfinity Series through one, two, three, four cup races for for SVG. And then Zane Smith also will have support. Of course, we know that uh, WeatherTech, the McNeils, Cooper McNeil, the son, uh, recently retired from driving uh, earlier this year. And now they're making a connection with justin marks uh with since uh justin marks former sports car racer of course and um trying to do his thing getting yet another sponsor into the fold and that tells you all you need to know there's teams that can't get any sponsorship uh but but uh, track house doesn't have that problem uh i'm going to move off of that there uh noah gagson that's another uh poorly kept secret noah gagson's gonna return to the cup series in 2024 and he'll be taking over the 10 car uh, that was vacated by eric almirola no sponsorship has been announced drew blickensdurfer will be the crew chief so right now in terms of Stuart haas racing you have uh chase briscoe with mahindra and uh highpoint.com High Point Solutions, Magical Vacation Planner, and then some of the other leftover sponsors from the days of uh, Tony and Boyer. Um, and then after that, the, you have the 41 with Ryan Priest, who has um, um, United Rentals or whatever. And then they'll, of course, that'll be uh, the Haas Automation. And then there will be other spon- probably some other sponsors there I'm probably forgetting. And the 4 and the 10, we don't know what their sponsorship package is going to be in 2024. And we're in the middle of December. So that 
that's kind of dire, I would say. Uh, but we will see what comes for Josh Berry running the four car and then Gagson uh, in the 10. And then there's other announcements or sponsors. Um, another big news piece, Ryan Blaney finally popped the question to his smoking hot girlfriend, Gianna Tulio, and she said yes. So YRB is going to get married. He continues to win. Uh, he's been winning in, in that in that end of the deal for a while. They've been together for three years, so um, being with a Hooters uh, swimsuit model isn't the worst thing in the world, and now he gets to go and make make good-looking babies with her. So credit to YRB. Um, on that, in terms of the Xfinity series, a couple of things that have came up uh, today, actually. Uh, will We have JRM will uh, have two new crew chiefs, Adam Wall, who will be taking over the eight car for Sammy Smith. Now that's the team that Josh Berry was driving for. Philip Bell will be crew chiefing for Bruckshot Jones. And the nine, both are Hendrick Motorsports uh, engineers moving up to crew chiefs. Uh, Marty Lindley stays with Sam Mayer, and Jim Pullman stays with Justin Allgaier. So that's the... So those are the crew chiefs for there. Blaine Perkins, who's a daddy's money ride buyer, is driving for our motorsports and SS Greenlight, and uh, he will um, race for RSS Racing. So essentially, he's going to take over the ride that Joe Graff Jr. had. Uh, Ryan Sieg will be in the 39. Kyle Sieg and, and Blaine Perkins will be the two other full-time drivers. Um, what numbers they're going to be using to be determined. But you know, Blaine Perkins will bring the daddy's money over to RSS Racing and the Ford camp. The last uh, last two pieces of news, uh, or three, piece, uh, three pieces, or two, yeah, I think we talked about Timmy Hill. But Grant Infinger will continue in the truck series next year, driving for... Cody Robaw's team, the CR7 Motorsports Chevrolet, and and they will with and bringing his uh, support, bringing his sponsorship package over there. They'll also have a affiliation McAnally Hilgeman, so there'll be essentially a third McAnally Hilgeman truck. And in addition to top notch, Michael Shelton is will become the GM. Jeff Stankowitz is moving back to the truck series after spending the last few years with Sheldon Creed. He'll be the crew chief. And so that that looks like a, a pretty competitive package, a big upgrade for Cody Robaw's situation. And then the other news item, a big news item, is Lane Riggs will be taking over the 38 Front Row Motorsports Ford truck, the ride vacated by Zane Smith. Uh, that is uh, a big piece of news, and it actually gives hope to Ford because they let Zane Smith go. Lane Riggs, a second-generation driver, his dad, Scott, drove in the Cup Series and Xfinity Series for many years. Um, he was a driver for um, Everingham when Rodney Childers started his first crew chiefing job uh, back in 2006 in the Cup Series. 
Uh, Riggs drove the Nesquik car after Jeff Green. Uh, he wrecked David Green at Dover or something in that year in 2003 and cost, well, it was part of what cost him the championship. Um, Riggs also drove the ASC, uh, Team ASC truck in in uh, the truck series with Jim Jim Smith Ultra Motorsports, and he won races there. So um, Lane Riggs committed full-time to the truck series, uh, one of the better young talents that we have in the sport, a weekly racing champion, uh, what do you call the Advanced Auto Parts weekly series champion in the last couple of years in late models. And so now he's going to run trucks. Hopefully for the sake of Ford, they lock him up long-term. Uh, but we'll see about that. So a lot over there. Uh, I went over a lot of that stuff from Jayski. So Josh, um, what stands out to you uh, amongst all the news in all three series? I mean, I think to me the biggest one is SVG getting a Xfinity ride, and you know, on top of that, he's uh, going uh, Cup racing also. I mean, um, this is part of his transition into uh, stock car racing. You know, last year ran two races and one at Chicago uh, where he, he scored the victory in the first ever street race in uh, the cup series. So, um, you know, this is a big, big move for him. Uh, of course, it is kind of funny that in order for him to race uh, in the Xfinity series, uh, he, he needs to get an ARCA uh, start uh, there. And then on top of that, um, he's already, I think he's already raced in the 24 hours of Daytona. Uh, so a little, little ridiculous there. Some of those, uh, requirements, but, uh, you know, I guess, you know, to get, get more, uh, super speedway experience there, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty significant, um, cause, uh, you know, he's going to be in a decent ride and he's also going to be teammates with AJ Allmendinger. Uh, so you have two really good road course drivers there that, uh, could be a threat. So, um, you know, for, uh, SVG, I mean, it's possible that he gets into the playoffs just because, uh, in the Xfinity series, just because he's a, a road course driver and, you know, you can easily see him winning at Chicago again, uh, either in Xfinity or in the cup. And, you know, you can probably now, now that we have an Xfinity series road course race in the playoffs, um, you know, definitely can see him, uh, well, I, mean, I guess we have to look at the Xfinity schedule, but I'm assuming that that's also in the, uh, thing, but, um, there is that possibility, uh, for him. So, yeah. Oh, no, it's not in the playoffs, but it is right before the playoffs for Xfinity. So that's definitely a possibility that he could win uh, at, at Watkins Glen. Uh, it is in the playoffs, yeah. actually. That's first no, round. No, no, for Xfinity. Cup, oh, it's in the yeah, playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's yeah, no problem. But, um, yeah, the uh, Watkins Glen is the second to last race in the playoffs for the Xfinity series. Um and he could win there, uh, possibly, you know, could win uh, in, you know, any of these races, you know, the Charlotte Roval could win there. So, you know, there's a strong possibility that if he, you know, if he picks this up really quickly, he could at least go to the round of eight, uh, depending on the, I mean, I'm obviously spotting him road course races there, but, you know, there's, there is a path to at least get to the round of eight and have a good showing here uh, in probably what would be his only year in the Xfinity series. Cause I think they intend on putting him in the uh, cup series full time, uh, in 2025. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be significant there. It's going to be 
fun and interesting to see him uh, race, you know, in, in, in Xfinity and kind of give, give this series a little bit of international flair. You know, I think uh, this off season we've seen the Xfinity series kind of see some new names pop in along with him and think uh, it's definitely, and some, you know, guys come back like Almendinger. So, you know, it's definitely going to make for, I think a pretty good, uh, pretty competitive uh, series here this year, you know, at least in the, you know, top half of the field. So, yeah, I think that's the most significant one there. Um, you know, I can also, you know, the sponsorship stuff, you know, you can probably talk about like, uh, uh, yeah, was it, yeah, the Hunt Brothers Pizza going to uh, Logano um, like that. So they've, you know, SHR is losing another sponsor. Uh, it's going to Joey Logano. So, uh, which also kind of shows the, um, viability for you know Pennzoil, you know they've been the sponsor along with uh menards over and penske with the uh the 22 and the 12 and and the two so now they're adding another driver into the fold for hunt brothers so um now they lose that and of course no gregson sponsorless currently with um stuart haas but i'm sure that they'll uh figure something out here uh in this uh in this one and then of course you know we talked about Advent Health going over to uh, the 43 with Legacy Motor Club. And, of course, um, looks like, you know, with Bush taking over the one full-time, it looks like kind of uh, didn't leave any room for Advent Health. So now they go over uh, to sponsor the uh, 43 car, which I think that's going to be definitely a good change from the colors that they've had uh, the past season. Um, Very monochromatic uh, look that they've kind of had in you know Advent Health, the very uh, bright colored sponsored with you know white, you know blue, green coloring. So you know definitely going to be a different look uh, over in the forty three car for sure. Um, there, so yeah, I mean, I think yeah, some pretty pretty significant news pieces here, uh, especially in the Xfinity series for sure. Yeah, I mean the SVG thing definitely uh, is the main one, um, and the point you brought up with. Uh, S. Shane Van Gisbergen and AJ Allmendinger being the one-two combo at Colleague. We talked about it during the Xfinity season re- review how they had fallen off in 2023 and they weren't as competitive and they really weren't running up front. Now you have two guys that one that immediately is a championship contender and one who on any road course is basically a, a likely favorite. Uh, even with the lack of experience behind the wheel of a Xfinity car. Uh, I don't know if, if SVG has driven a TA2 car uh, at all. They do race them in Australia. That would be comparable to driving an Xfinity car. But he's got he dri- he's driven so many different types of race cars. I think he will uh, assimilate, acclimatize to it very well. Um, driving on super speedways and ovals is a whole other story. Um, and he's going in the deep end racing at ovals like Talladega. So I think his goal is to probably run tailback and not get wrecked. Um, but it is super speedway racing these days in the Cup Series. So you could get wrecked if you're running up front or running in the back. I, I, I also, the Lane Riggs thing I think is big. Um, for Ford, because they need young drivers, the fact that he has shown a lot of talent and is a winner and has been a, in a, a, a won a national uh, championship by winning the uh, 
weekly racing series like the Winston what used to be the Winston Racing Series Championship. Uh, now it's the Advanced Auto Parts uh, Championship. It's where Josh Berry came from. He won that title. So it it gives hope if they don't fuck it up. Um, Front Row Motorsports, of course, they're trying to keep their pipeline going. They do have their driver combination right now with McDowell and um, David Dodgill. And uh, I think Zane Smith would have been the call but they should have. They were going to run a third car, but they don't have the money for charter. And Do- Todd Gilland had turned it around and picked up his progress. Michael McDowell winning at Indianapolis. I don't think they're going to get rid of him anytime soon. So that was part of the problem. But I also think when you're a Ford, when when he's the number one prospect for Ford, Ford should be doing something to keep him there. Uh, he should have been in a in a Stuart Haas car, in my opinion, whether it's the 10, more than likely the 10, uh, instead of Gagson. If you're going to talk about no money, uh, he has some money to bring to the table. Uh, he's probably, he has some family sponsorship and whatever. But I think in the end, he wanted to go to Trackhouse, and he said that, so it worked out that way, and he's probably going to replace Daniel Suarez in 2025. But for Lane Riggs, uh, this, is a, this is something where it... I can see a progression where he works for front row, drives for front row for a year in the truck series, and then advances to Xfinity with, say, SHR. But I know that there's there's like an issue between uh, the front row motorsports and other Ford teams. Um, yeah, there might be other options like, who knows, maybe Roush, RFK gets back into the Xfinity side, and then they race, they run... Uh, Lane Riggs. I mean, I'm just trying to figure, like, kind of figure out the long term because they need to keep him. Uh, if they don't keep him and they lose him to Toyota or lose him to Chevy, which of course is a more likely scenario, it'd just be wasting. You're wasting all that potential and your and the effort and energy to to um, build his talent and build his experience, and then you're just going to let him go. I mean, it's happened on the Toyota side with going to Chevy or Ford. Um, more than in the other manufacturers, but Ford has, of course, been guilty of absolutely screwing it up in multiple occasions. So I'm curious to see how that'll be. Okay, so let's move. The next topic is recap, recapping the best moments from this year. And so I'm going back all the way to January. We were talking about, you know, football, of course, the start the year major uh, serious situation, the DeMar Hamlin thing. Uh, that was crazy to talk about and think about. And the fact he's still here is such a big deal. Ken Block passed away uh, at that point. So it was a sad time. Uh, go through the, the first bit with uh, Andretti Global and Formula One. Uh, Josh's Jaguars made the playoffs and yep. he Caught a promo. Um, <laughs> that's a highlight for sure. Um, of course, the Niners made the playoffs and uh, went all the way to the NFC Championship game. Uh, Josh going in, at, uh, seeing the Jaguars make a 27-point comeback and being able to talk about zero. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, San Francisco trails at half, but 25 unanswered points continuing to run some probable run. 
and a home game versus a Monday Night Football winner. Harvick announces his his retirement, and Jimmy Johnson announces Legacy Motor Club. Let's see, we got some of that other stuff. Kermit the Frog wins, um, gets to the Super Bowl, uh, and I was pissed off about what happened in the NFC Championship game that we talked about. I'm not. I'm forgetting who it wasn't. Was it Truex that won the clash this year, or was it yeah. somebody else? Yeah. yeah, it was Truex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow, <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, that's, I'm trying <laughs> to remember who it was too, and I couldn't. Uh, and Richard won the Daytona, uh, won the Daytona, Daytona 530 because it took an extra 30 miles for them to finish, and so broke a long losing streak there. Um, Kyle Bush in only his second start for RCR won at California. Uh, we did also started talking about IndyCar, previewing IndyCar and Formula One. I'm trying to go through here. I'm trying to remember to. Uh, well, the uh, IndyCar, the Grand Prix the at St. Petersburg was a pretty wild one. That was uh, yeah, that was yeah. with uh, with Marcus Erickson taking the win. Over Paddle Award, uh, the it was Roman Grosjean and, and McLaughlin, uh, McLaughlin re- wrecked each other when they had the race basically between the two of them. That was a insane finish there. Uh, white bread, by, yeah. Byron started his uh, what became a career year with a win at Phoenix or no at Las Vegas and went back to back at Phoenix on the West Coast Swing. Pizza Face gets his first win at Atlanta. Demo Derby Road Course Edition. So that one was um, was with Coda, where Tyler Reddick ended up winning his first race for twenty three eleven. AJ Allmendinger cleaned out Sheldon Creed. Um, so yeah, that sh- that was a precursor of things to come uh, later in the year. Honestly, um, can you go through all that. The Masters Edition of the GSP talking about Christopher Bell leading or winning the Bristol Dirt Race. We got you know, Long Beach, Martinsville. We got that draft. So we talked about the NFL draft, you know, hot takes and lifetime experiences. So that, um, what was a lifetime experience? Uh, I see draft talk and review of the drafts for our teams. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on the football, why that one yeah. ended up being bad. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to, I mean, I mean, they, the Niners spent a third round pick on Jake Moody. That looks much better every day because of how he's been able to perform. Um, uh, what was that? There was Kansas where Ross Chastain and Noah Gagson got into a air quote fight. Um, and Hamlin turned Larson on the backstretch. Yeah, and then he he made his usual horse face there. Uh, throw, but yeah, that's whatever. Uh, greatest day in motorsports as usual. Uh, we talked about uh, we talked about uh, we talked about that with Joe Joseph Newgarden winning uh, the Indy 500 on a last lap pass. Uh, he talked about Monaco where Fernando Alonso was still competitive and had a puncher's chance to actually win that race. Um, Brian Blaney went and broke a 59 race winless streak with a dominant performance. Little did we know that was a precursor of greater things to come. 
Yep. The all-star race at North Wilkesboro was the week before. Uh, Kyle Larson winning that one. Uh, the short track package showing how bad it was. How bad it was, and it's something that also stuck around during the year issues that they had with that. Um, this one definitely is the is, pro- is the highlight of the year for me. Uh, was having young Tom Kendall uh, on the show getting i think he sat with us for an hour and a half and to interview one of my motorsports heroes a guy who has so much experience and such a wide ranging career um being able to interview him was just uh, outstanding and he gave us a lot of time after he, uh, basically me badgering him in a in a subtle way for a long time for him to come on and give us the time is pretty cool uh to see that or have that oh yeah with Tommy Kendall complimented yeah. me on my iRacing title, the Indy 500 yeah. winner. So, <laughs> yeah, him asking me about where I got the young Tom Kendall thing from, and me being able to explain that it's from Bob Jenkins uh, talking about him at the 1991 Save Mart Supermarkets 300, and he just sat there and he thought about him like, all right, I get you now. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. That was a he gave us a lot of uh, uh, interesting news items. Uh, he was supposed to drive the Granger Ford for Roush Racing in the truck series. Yeah, that, and that eventually went to, went to Biffle. the bug eyed dummy Greg Biffle. Uh, worked out for him in his career. Uh, talked about Jack Roush not being willing to give him his championship Mustang. Uh, he worked for Chevrolet, and after he got hurt, uh, they basically dumped him out to the to the wolves and uh ford signed him he drove for dodge and the viper program and also drove the dodge challenger and trans am at the when he came back from one of his retirements there so a lot went on there uh alex polo yeah we've got that uh, talking about him at road america getting the win and he moved he just he just continued uh, to dominate, we uh, after Indianapolis, it basically became a Alex Pillow benefit on the IndyCar side. Ross Chastain, after basically um, uh, getting threatened for his life by Fat Felon, uh, reappeared at Nashville for the first race that NBC had in 2023 and won that one. Uh, the S, of course, the SVG victory at the Chicago Street Course that's on probably, July Fourth weekend. That's probably moment of the year there too. That was one of the biggest um, moments in terms of motorsports um, and for people butchering his name. Uh, the fact that he absolutely opened a can on the entire field. Uh, it isn't surprising to me in the sense that I've seen SVG at work and winning multiple championships in the Supercars Championship. He's raced in GT cars. He's raced all different types of vehicles. Um, I've been a not I've, I've been a fan of other drivers that have been going against him and he's been a tough out i was a scotty mclaughlin fan in in the supercars so he was his rival both of them are kiwis so that was thing now he won all those championships won two can two bathurst 1000s that we'll get into that later but uh to go and finally win a couple bathurst 1000s and his time in supercars but everybody's talking about it still that SPG showed up uh, never driving a cup car before outside of a simulator 
maybe driving it around at a, a test track for like a few minutes and going and winning uh, on debut. And let me see here. Uh, yeah, that was yeah that was a big uh, uh, piece of news when Nick DeVries got canned by uh, Alpha Tori for Daniel Ricardo. And Nick DeVries basically went and got a promotion. I think he got scanned by Alpha Tori and then gets a better job because he works for, he's going to be driving for Toyota in the World Endurance Championship and also gets a Formula E ride. So he, he loses one ride and gained two. I think that that's a win for him, even though it's humiliating that he got fired by Alpha Tori. I, I would also say to him, you're not the first one and you won't be the last the way that they've run that program that one-eyed Marco's run that deal uh, yeah. for all these years. Um, yeah, MTJ winning at New Hampshire for the first time after many years of trying. Uh, Christian Lundgaard you know, winning his first career race at Toronto. Polo with a broken wing coming from 15th to finish second after, what is it, the week, couple weeks before winning at Mid-Ohio, uh, continuing his dominance there. Uh, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joseph Newgarden winning the double, both race, both ends of the double header at Iowa. Danny Hamlin winning his 50th cup race at Pocono, sixth overall at Pocono, 50th over all cup series win. Uh, wrecking, running into Kyle Larson, putting him in the fence and getting booed. Uh, and him going and having a, uh, I forget what he said. I, who are you booing? I beat your driver, all of them, or something like that, right? I think yeah. that's what he said. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Hamilton had actually qualified on pole for the Hungarian Grand Prix and proceeded to get to absolutely take a shit. Um, Kyle Busch won KBM's 100th race at Pocono in the truck series. There, yeah. I'm gonna go through here. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Christopher Busher. That one, uh, him coming along there in the summer uh, was Michigan uh, and Daytona. Michigan and Daytona was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because he won at Richmond. Oh yeah, that's in yeah. Michigan, and then he did win at Daytona to close out the regular season. Um, that RJ Maggot moron, Paul Tracy got suspended from SRX because <laughs> he's such an asshole and he literally ran over everybody yeah. and he destroyed so much equipment. They literally had to suspend Paul Tracy. I mean, that's, that's next level suck uh, right there. Um, Kyle Kirkwood was another one uh, in the IndyCar side. He ended up winning at Long Beach in Nashville you know, to um, stake a claim to uh, uh, being a future a championship contender. Uh, that was the same week or the one at Nash the Nashville Busher winning at Michigan over MTJ. And then that was the same time as Noah Gagson got uh, indefinitely suspended uh, for being a maggot moron sympathizer and saying uh, liking posts about George Floyd's death. Uh, Jimmy and Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss get into the NASCAR Hall of Fame together along with Donnie Allison and Janet Guthrie. And Scott Dixon does a spin and win at IMS Road Course and in can goes and makes it 19 consecutive years that he wins a race. That was the same weekend as 
SVG made his truck series debut um, at IRP. At IRP, Michael McDowell won the the cup race and locked himself into the playoffs. Uh, Tony Stewart won at Eldora while Chase Briscoe's night was basically over. I don't know, I think five laps into the first heat. Kenny Schrader won a Pinty's series race at the Canadian Tire, whatever, cast car race on dirt at age 68, uh, which is insane, ridiculous. Kyle Larson won the Knoxville Nationals second time in the last three years. David Gravel finished second, Donnie Schatz third. Rico Abreu was on the front row with him. Uh, we interviewed Austin Terrio. Um, now a Congress candidate in Maine. Yes, and uh, he talked about that. He brought up, we brought up his career driving uh, when he was in the development, driver development front, when he was with Dale Jr. and Brad Keselowski. We talked about his time with Kenny Schrader's team in ARCA when he won the championship. And he ran in, uh, he ran one cup race or a few cup races for Rick Ware. And also his time now in politics and what he was racing for coming back to race in the Oxford 250 uh, for racing for the first time since 2019 in that. So that was another interesting uh, guest that we had on. And uh, there was, that was uh, Alex Pillow winning the IndyCar championship uh, after winning at Portland and uh, Daytona, yeah, copy. Yeah, I didn't write that. Down. Um, and Scott Dixon won the season finale at at Laguna, while uh, there was restart carnage, and probably uh, was a a precursor of what we've had the last few months with all the clusters that IndyCar has been getting themselves into, the way that they were having issues on restarts and the pace car. I think ran out of gas because they had so many laps under yellow. Um, Tyler Reddick taking advantage of his boss's uh, F up to go and win uh, uh, and advance into the round of 12. We got that. Oh, yeah. I beat your favorite driver was at Bristol. Yeah, Bristol. When, uh, yeah, yeah. So that there. one was. And, and everyone. Dale Jr. Going. winning or not winning, but. Dale Jr. leading 46 laps uh, under green at Bristol as well in the Xfinity race. Yeah, and having a chance, and honestly having a chance to win, and I think every virtually everybody wanted him to win that race. Um, that was the same weekend that Zane Smith announced that he was going to go to Trackhouse, uh, and then the loss of Sherry Pollock's. Uh, with her cancer, with her long battle with ovarian cancer. And then that was a, at that time also was when Miss Hummer uh, decided to go scorched earth on MTJ and show yet again why nobody really, nobody likes her and she's another conspiracy theorist whore. That, and, and oh, yeah, the smooth operator won the Singapore, the Grand Prix of Singapore, uh, which was one of the only highlights that came from the Formula One season. Uh, beating Lando, his buddy Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton. Um, one of the only races where Fish Lips actually had to work hard, uh, got held out in terms of one of the safety cars, or else he would have probably gotten up there and won. Apollo Signs used Lando Norris and brought kept them in DRS range to hold off Lewis. Uh, this was an example of George Russell being an idiot 
um, and Mercedes not handling the situation well because Lewis was faster on the fresh tires and they didn't allow him to get by. And that was, yeah, so Darrell Wallace Jr., that was at Texas. He was trying to win. He qualified on pole, led the most laps at Texas, but William Byron came around late in the race to go and um, get that victory, locking him around eight. Fish Lips uh, locked up the the uh, constructors at the Japanese Grand Prix, and we talked about the schedule there. YRB photo finish over Kevin Harvick at Talladega. And a Harvard DQ in the process. Yep. Yeah. So that was another one. And then um, AJ Allmendinger getting the victory at the Roval in the Cup Series. Uh, first win in 50 races, uh, 14. And then Qatar uh, saw Fishlips win the driver's title in the sprint, while um, Oscar Piastri actually won the sprint and won the pole for it. Um, Lewis and George. Um, having uh, a wreck first lap incident and they had mandatory tire stops because there was issues with the heat and the Pirelli tires. Uh, that was the same race where uh, Logan Sargent puked in his helmet and had to park. Uh, that was not good for him. Uh, Victor, yeah, that was that. We talked about him. So golden ticket time. Um, Larson and Blaney at, at Homestead while they were battling for the win there issues for Ben Larson crashed into the sand barrels. Uh, Blaney wasn't able to make the restart late or, or hold up late in the race to hold off Christopher Bell. He was the first driver to lock into the final four. Sam Mayer uh, in the Xfinity series, continuing his uh, uh, breakout season first oval win uh, in his Xfinity career. And Josevar dominated at uh, Homestead in the Truck Series to get into Phoenix. The U.S. Grand Prix was the one uh, example for Lewis Hamilton where he really had a chance. He was trying to get uh, past Fishlips, but in the end, Fishlips got his 50th career victory uh, there. And yeah, so we got NFL, got that, trick or treat. Martinsville was where YRB uh, got in, and uh, by winning that race, and um, gave himself a chance to go and win the championship, which then we get into that where in a year where the Fords struggled uh, across the board, really, uh, Ford Ford vehicles won all three championships. Ryan Blaney wins his first career Cup Series championship, finishing second behind Ross Chastain, and Cole Custer winning the Xfinity title, and Ben Rhodes winning the truck series title by default um, after what was probably one of the stupidest races in the history of motorsports. I was in Florida uh, during that actually. So it was for my niece's christening and stuff. So I was watching that race in a, in a Airbnb and couldn't believe what the hell happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, the Las Vegas Grand Prix, uh, took place there here in the last few weeks, and that was a big deal for motorsports and for Formula One. Um, and then we also reviewed some of these things, so we've been doing reviews there. Um, the recent news, of course, last week was Tony Stewart continuing his Hall of Fame racing career. Now he's going to be a top fuel driver full-time next year, uh, taking over his wife 
Leah Pruitt's ride since they're he's they're gonna start a family. Meaning Tony Stewart, fifty something years old, fifty two years old, is gonna be a dad. Uh, so that is something. Um, yeah, a lot went on. We interviewed. We got to interview Tommy Kendall. Got to interview Austin Terrio. Um, I mean, a lot when we did a lot here this season. But is there anything that I didn't bring up during this that that stood out to you, Josh? I mean, no, I think covered it all basically, and you know, it was, had a lot of big moments. You know, that we talked about this year on the show. Of course, you know, we had lots of different guests. Um, you know, probably had our best one of our best episodes with TK on, and um, you know, had a a lot of stuff, and you know, we had Joe on a couple of times, and yeah. glad to have him back up. You know, and everything. So. You know, it was a lot of a lot of stuff happened. You know, it was a lot of challenges that you know we had to go through and everything. And um, you know, we were able to get to here now. So, I mean, it was a lot of a lot of content that you know we went over uh, throughout the year. And um, you know, I definitely enjoy being able to talk about motorsports and stuff. Certainly, feel like I I don't know why. I guess every time the Jaguars lose, I feel like I like motorsports better than football. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every time they lose, and it's like. Yeah, this is why I'm a racing fan first. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I can I can feel that based on what uh, San Francisco was bringing to the table for a long time. Uh, it's flipped around uh, for now, but you know, knock on wood. But you just have to ride it out there. Um, racing definitely is a, a respite, but it goes on for a long time through the whole entire year. This coming year is going to be interesting when they have to take three weeks off because of the Olympics. But but, uh, but in terms of that, I mean, doing this for four years, I mean, it's crazy uh, that, you know, it started during COVID time. We did it basically as a, I think it was because of Frank Linker um, uh, from the Indie Sports Car Podcast, uh, him and his wife, uh I'm Melissa. They did that podcast, one of the best podcasts that were out there for a long time. And uh, now they're parents to a young boy, and they're going to have another child. Uh, Frank listened to the show that I was doing by myself and said, you need a co-host. Josh and I were talking about racing because that was the time when they were having the um, invitational events uh, for NASCAR. And that started basically what we have now. And so it's um, amazing to think 200 episodes and uh, people we've been able to talk to, uh, interview, and um, being able to meet up with, get Joe on has has been always great when he comes on too. We always have spirited conversations and uh, interview, being able to interview Ralph Shaheen, Tommy Kendall are uh, two interviews that I'll have for the rest of my life and absolute honor uh, that we've been able to pull off here um, getting other drivers and we've had people like Dawson Cram who now uh, is going to move up to the Xfinity series full-time uh, in 2024 uh, we've had him on the show uh, of course Ter- Austin Terrio somebody who I was a fan of uh, during his days as a uh, in the ARCA series and also when he was a Brad Keselowski a development driver. Uh, there's the irony, of course, with how the wreck that he had with uh, that was triggered by Tyler Reddick. 
his teammate um, changed his whole entire career outlook, but he has a very positive out, out mindset of it. And now he's a driver development guy working with Ron Hornaday. So that's also a pretty cool uh, thing to see. Uh, I mean, we've had a, we've talked about a lot of stuff here. We go over all these motorsports. It's kind of crazy. We talk about football and um, that's where we're going next. So NFL uh, week 15, um, Josh, I'll let you start. Uh, you get to uh, celebrate uh, beating me uh, in uh, fantasy uh, in the quarterfinals here yeah. um, in fall brawl. And um, yeah, from, I mean, in terms of my other team on this email address, I was a number one seed there. So I'll be playing this coming weekend uh, for, for that. Uh, Josh winning by 18 points. Uh, great, great job by him. And also uh, using, and it's, there's an irony that he's used, he used two 49ers to beat me. So um, that's the good and the bad of it. Uh, Brock Purdy uh, going off uh, four touchdowns. Debo Samuel had three touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, even in a, in a, game that you're going to talk about that may was definitely not his best still put up a decent score and um you got great productivity from sam laporta devin singletary i think was the big one 29 points for 29 points from him 29 nearly 30 for laporta and 29 points from legerius sneed uh that yeah. really made the difference for me Bijan robinson shitting the bed because Arthur Smith is a absolute douche, um, losing to the Carolina Panthers, uh, that essentially was the difference. Brandon Ayuk didn't have a great game either, so that that really and Alex Singleton, after having great last few weeks, uh, didn't really have a great game in their loss to Detroit. But Josh, you can go and talk about it, and uh, not only what you're what you're doing here and. You had a lot of points even on the on the bench, so it tells you that it could have been an even bigger win, uh, depending on how that went. But uh, credit to you on your victory. And um, as it stands right now, um, what is it? Steve's going to advance, so that means Steve is going to play uh, Vikram, and then you're going to be playing Luke, who's the number one uh, seed after the regular season so you can go and give us your initial thoughts on that yeah i mean i think this week in fantasy uh yeah i mean brock purdy had another big game um you know he's projected uh 28 points and arizona had the ninth i guess the ninth best uh points or the ninth worst points to QBs. So that was a good matchup. And Debo, I mean, quarterbacks going to have a good matchup. That means wide receiver is going to have a good matchup uh, there. Uh, Laporta, I mean, he's come on the last couple of weeks. He had a bad game last week, but, you know, this game here, he uh, uh, had a really good game on Saturday night, three receiving touchdowns, uh, five uh, receptions for 56 yards. Uh, five receiving first downs. So, yeah, that's a big, big help there. Um, only projected to score 12 uh, there, too. So, you know, it's 
playing way over his projected numbers. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. was on track to have a big game, uh, but then got taken out in the uh, second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, on a hospital ball from Gardner Minshew. Uh, and, uh, yeah, DeAndre, or DeMontu, K- I don't know how to say his name, but KZ, the uh, safety over on the uh, Steelers. He's been suspended for the rest of the season for uh, rough play, basically, and, um, yeah, not the first time I've seen him take a or put on a hit on a QB that or a, a wide receiver that uh, took him out. You know, back in 2018, took out uh, Marquise Lee in the preseason uh, game against uh, Jacksonville uh, there, and basically ended his career there. So uh, with the torn ACL in like two different places or something like that. So um, yeah, it's not the first time I've seen that. Uh, yeah, Legarius Seed also played way over his projected uh, score. Uh, there, uh, just a bunch of solo tackles. Uh, New England, of course, uh, on its, you know, probably the final chapter of uh, uh, writing the final page of Bill Belichick's storied career as a coach, uh, possibly in the league. Not sure if he'll come back after this. Uh, there, Luke Wilson had an okay game against uh, Minnesota, uh, against Nick Mullins. Uh, there, although if I would have started the other Cincinnati linebacker in that game, I think I would have started or had a way more points there. Micah Parsons did not have a good game against Buffalo. Um, you know, he uh, had uh, only only two tackles assisted. They just got completely demolished uh, against the Bills there. Uh, so important as they go up against uh, Miami uh, is coming up uh, for them. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, there to a, of course, one of the you know better offenses in the league, and yeah, bench bench performed well. Uh, Kenneth Walker here uh, getting rushing touchdowns. Even though I started Kenneth Walker here, uh, you know, over uh, Singletary or something. I I don't know. I, yeah, I think I swapped out Singletary for uh, Kenneth Walker there. So um, yeah, he's still on track to have good points. I could have swapped him out for. Uh, ETN there so and Joe Flacco had picked up on the bench last week scored 30 points and he's got pretty good matchup coming up against the Texans so uh, that might help uh, Amari Cooper I've had him on the bench for a little bit Garrett Wilson I've had him but uh, they've been shut out and probably not going to have a good game uh, against uh, whoever they play next because their season is basically over and I doubt that Aaron Rodgers comes back now that uh, the Jets have been eliminated from the playoffs Tyler Boyd um, had bench points as well, of course, and Debo, good game there, as I mentioned. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, week here coming up. I feel like I match up well against Luke uh, initially, uh, so we'll see how uh, that plays out here next week um, in terms of his players versus my players. So really shocked I even made it to this point, honestly. Um, I felt like I felt like at the beginning of the year when he did this draft that it was – a uh, solid team is better than the worst ranked team on Yahoo's points. And again, I think it's because Yahoo doesn't project for uh, the two QB system and the individual defense. But, you know, we've kind of grinded it out over the year. And, uh, you know, now we're here to the quarterfinals so, or to the semifinals. So, um, you know, it's uh, going to be interesting here, um, you know, depending on some of my players here, uh, of course, who would. I haven't talked about, I have not talked about Trevor Lawrence and had a, I mean, I thought he played okay. To be honest, I don't think it was horrible, but you know, the fourth quarter allegedly may have had a concussion um, that he either sustained on one of the scrambling 
drives or runs that he did and he got clocked in the helmet and the side of the helmet and then he also there was another play at the end of the third quarter where he tried to throw it away and he landed on the back or the side of his helmet and may have gotten concussed there and it makes sense because the first you know up to that point had gone 21 out of 28 for 240 yards and then I think the last part of that had gone like four out of like uh, 14 or something for only 24 yards so clearly uh, something something was completely off there and you know um well a lot of people are pointing to that but i mean also you know the jaguars couldn't run the ball so yeah that's why i feel like etn i mean i've been able to ri- um, hang on to him this whole year but um you know etn uh hasn't been playing well because the offensive line can't block for the jaguars and that's going to be the problem for them um i mean the defensive line for uh Baltimore one of the best uh so we'll see we'll see how it goes here against Tampa Bay but yeah they they made they made a lot of mistakes again you know they've been making a lot of mistakes this entire year that was that's their identity um everybody's saying though they don't have an identity well their identity is the fact that they have no identity because they can't um seem to help themselves in critical situations and the stuff that they got away with in October uh they can't get away with now because it matters more and now the schedule the way the schedule makers made the schedule here this year with the ibm ai or whatever it is has really just made the league feel weird and you know they went through an entire gauntlet where they faced the afc north three weeks in a row and got completely crushed so um they you know just went against like three completely tough physical teams which is you know what the definition of the afc north is and you know got you know and all of them all at one point former divisional rivals in the AFC Central, and they just got completely crushed by all three of them. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not looking great. And I mean, they're eating six, so you can say, well, they're still tied. They still have still have control. But I mean, well, you're hanging on by a thread. That you know, thread is getting weaker and weaker each week. And you know, I mean, uh, if they lose next week, then they're no longer in control unless you know both Indianapolis and Houston lose. So. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, it's a short trip. It's in, still in Florida, so they're not leaving the state. But, um, you know, the Bucks are kind of feast and famine. And, you know, you have no idea what type of team we're going to see going uh, going up against uh, Baker Mayfield and um, still have, you know, remnants of that uh, Tom Brady era team where, you know, they went and did a lot of stuff. And uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, that team was stacked and, you know, now not quite as much. Um, so we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, um, if they you know, can figure out how to run the ball here in the next couple of weeks and squeak, squeak their way into the playoffs, then, you know, hopefully they can do that. And, you know, Trevor is in the concussion protocol. So even, even then it's questionable and we have no idea how, uh, CJ Beathard, uh, would play. And this is the one situation where maybe it favor having Gardner Minshew still on this team. But, you know, of course, uh, you know, he would, I don't think he would have lasted here after, I mean, you know, just too competitive guy to stay on the bench, uh, there. So, you know, that's why, you know, that's why he's not on this team anymore. He's possibly could be guiding the Colts to a, a playoff berth there. So, uh, I mean, still in the driver's seat, but you know, I've, if I, if your finger isn't on the panic button, ready to press it, mine certainly is. And some say you might want to, you may have pressed it last night, but might just be right there ready to put you know push the trigger and uh you know panic but you know if they lose then 
they lose out and they don't make the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe that might be a better result for the future and, you know, they can get rid of certain individuals, um, and get rid of, uh, you know, personnel that, you know, that didn't help them this year and kind of retool things. Um, cause then I feel like if you make the playoffs and, you know, even if you lose the one, you know, game in the playoff, uh, you can still, you can still kind of rest on your laurels of making the playoffs and that gives you, it buys you time, you know, but then on, on the other end, if, you know, you completely miss the objective, then it makes the decision to, you know, get rid of people, uh, you know, on a little bit easier. So we'll see, but, um, it's a bit tough here. You know, they just went through a total, totally tough portion of their schedule and, you know, all three of those games, very winnable, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, he played well or played okay, but then you had certain moments where, you know, first half just gave away a fumble on a scramble. Uh, then, you know, this uh, coming to halftime, they had a chance to get a touchdown or a field goal and threw it short of the sticks there uh, and should have thrown it out of bounds, out of the end zone with uh, not getting not getting the, the right look there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's tough. So, uh We'll see. We'll see how they do next week. We'll see if you know he can clear concussion protocol, uh, and if not, then I guess we'll see C.J. Beathard out there, and you know, hopefully, hopefully everybody can play well around him. Uh, you know, as they kind of stumble here towards the finish line. And that's, I mean, we got whatever. What is it? Three weeks to go in the in the regular season, and it's a three way tie in the AFC South for the division. Jacksonville, if they can win out, will uh, win the division. Um, otherwise, I mean, they do have tiebreakers on both the Colts and the Texans, but if they don't have Trevor Lawrence, I think it's going to be a problem. Um, I mean, last night, uh, because we're doing this Monday, of course, but going on Sunday night football and watching the the Baltimore Ravens basically dominate on both sides of the ball it's a tough thing to fade i mean it kind of it's not as bad as what it was with the niners but um i don't think it's completely gone i think the jaguars are still going to make the playoffs Uh, but what is their viability long term in the playoff that's something to be in question i i give i think you have a great point in terms of them if they somehow or another fall out um it, it it wouldn't be good for Doug Peters and it wouldn't be good for Trent Balky, but um, it might be better in terms of the long term because they'll be able to improve the offensive line. They'll maybe get him get Trevor some additional weapons. Uh, maybe Trevor will be more motivated to uh, get through because last year I think he was working with House Money, considering how bad Urban Meyer was. This year there was a lot of expectations and. We can argue about it. I mean, you're you're a diehard, so um, you've been through the whole entire roller coaster this whole season. You still got three weeks to go. So, um, on the Niners' side, four touchdown passes for Brock Purdy. They put up 45 burger on the Arizona Cardinals. They gave up 29 points in part because they didn't have a starting defensive tackle. Uh, both of their starters are out with injuries in Hargrave and. Um, Eric Armstead, uh, Kinlaw was playing. Uh, he's more of a rush defensive tackle than he is a run stuffer. 
Um, James Conner was able to run all over. So was Kyler Murray um, when he wasn't dealing with uh, his uh, certain ailments. Uh, I mean, Debo doing Debo things, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's kind of the similar uh, talking points as it has been for most of the year uh, on offense. And I mean, I was, I was concerned. I was, um, I was concerned about the Arizona game in the sense that I know that Arizona usually plays the Niners tough. It's been that way for years, and it's especially been that way since Shanahan came along. Um, the injuries made it probably closer than it should have been, but Lane Johnson just got rolled up on. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the Eagles are up 17-10 to 10 with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, Lane Johnson got rolled up on, but I mean the the Niners now they're going to be preparing to go against the Baltimore Ravens. So the number one seeds in both conferences will be playing on Monday Night Football on Christmas night um, in Santa Clara. So Lamar Jackson will be going and playing against the Niners defense. Hopefully, one or both of the defensive tackles will be back uh, because we already saw what happened. Uh, what has happened over this entire season, to be fair, um, he was my quarterback for fantasy, and um, it wasn't because of him that I lost. It's just I think the the way the luck of the draw, hitting the wrong people at the wrong times, uh, that's why I'm not in the, in the mix now. But uh, it wasn't because of Lamar Jackson. He played great, um, arguably an MVP candidate. Um, but because the math, the numbers don't no match. I mean, they brought it up during the game yesterday. Uh, his what he means to the Baltimore Ravens, the real, just what he is and how he plays and all that. He is an MVP or the MVP, arguably, because if they don't have Lamar Jackson, they're they're a sieve. Um, even with a lot of the talent that they have there, the last two years he gets hurt and they drop anchor. Um, now they've they've kept them up uh, uh, upright and alive, and they're they're trying to get the number one seed. Uh, last time he got through the majority of a season, he won the MVP. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, Niners definitely want to put up a good fight there. If they can win, they'll lock up the number one seed more than likely. Um, if they don't, it opens a door for the likes of Philadelphia, for the Cowgirls, uh, who got anally annihilated by the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen can, I mean, it wasn't because they did some amazing uh, deal there. It was really James Cook dominated on the ground and destroyed the Cowboys, and uh, they were able to um, hold time of possession. Prescott did not play well. Um, they're god-awful on the road. And they're really good on at home. Um, if they don't get the division, the NFC East, then they're going to end up having to go on the road the whole way uh, through the playoffs, which is not a good deal, a good situation for them. Uh, Philly right now is in Hertz is playing. They're in a position where if they can win, they'll keep up with the Niners. Um, I'm trying to go through. I'm trying to get through the you know go through the week NFL. Yeah, so the Bengals won on um, won on Saturday, uh, Saturday in overtime over Minnesota uh, Vikings. 
Yeah, Thursday night was that blowout, Las Vegas winning 63-21, to the end of, um, I forget what the coach's name is, uh, for was the coach of the Chargers. Um, there was talk that he was going to get fired anyway, and he has not done a lot to justify him keeping a job, and then he give, they give up 63 points, um, gives up 63 points on Thursday night football. Brandon Staley uh, got fired, and I think they fired and the GM too, Tom Telesco as well. Indianapolis uh, blew out, or I mean, they beat Pittsburgh by uh, two scores. Detroit blew out Denver to get themselves back in the uh, mix in terms of the number one seed. That Carolina game, which irritates me because the Carolina Panthers are god-awful. Um, Atlanta, because of how stupid Arthur Smith is, gave away the game. That and the fact that uh, um, Desmond Ritter is is not even worthy of being a starting quarterback. I don't even think he's he's a backup quarterback. I mean, he's basically a backup quarterback. Uh, but then when you consider he's a zealot from the Tennessee coaching tree, that's usually what they do. They have mediocre quarterback play. They have like 18 running backs, and then they usually finish 500. Um, Cleveland came back and somehow or another was able to um, beat Chicago. Chicago had a chance to win the game in in uh, regulation and gave it away. Justin Fields continues to play in a manner where they're probably going to use one of their picks um, on a quarterback. Tampa Bay beating Green Bay. Uh, Jordan Love being the having the good and bad, the Jekyll and Hyde uh, of this season, losing by two touchdowns at home to Tampa Bay is pretty bad. Miami blowing out the Jets, uh, uh, Josh bringing it up with A.A. Ron, he's not going to play. Uh, there's no reason for him to play unless he just wants to do it because of his ego. New Orleans went and beat Tommy Cutlets up the whole entire day. Zach Wilson got got destroyed and got knocked out of the game. Um, Trevor Simeon turned the ball over three times. Uh, the Houston Texans won in overtime over the Tennessee Titans were wearing the Oilers throwbacks. Houston with Kaimi Fairbairn uh, returning to kick for the Texans gets the win. Uh, Kansas City, that game got flexed off of Monday Night Football and uh, they win by 10 points over the Patriots. Uh, Josh brought up, of course, the end of the line for for Bill Belichick. Uh, I doubt that this is going to... I personally don't think it's the end. I think he's going to get a call to coach somewhere else. I think Washington is probably that, um, that uh, scenario. I mean, the Chargers are out there. That's another job. We got other... I think that's just two that we know for sure are going to be open. I mean, you could say like Chicago, Carolina, Atlanta, maybe um, the Jets. Well, he's not going to the Jets. That's that's talked about the Niners. Uh, L.A. beats the Washington General Commander Redskins and um, Buffalo. We talked about and then the Baltimore Jacksonville game. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So and then we have Monday Night Football going on here so uh we'll go to the i'm trying so we'll start with uh the afc side you know, baltimore has clinched the playoff spot with their victory on sunday night football 
and um, they are a game ahead of the Miami Dolphins, and uh, the Dolphins hold a number two seed. The Chiefs hold a number three seed at nine and five. Dolphins ten and four. Jacksonville, as Josh brought up earlier, uh, still in the lead of the AFC South. Three-way tie for the AFC South lead. The wild cards are the Cleveland Browns at nine and five, the Cincinnati Bengals at eight and six, and the Indianapolis Colts at eight and six. The Texans are on the outside right now, along with the Bills. Uh, those two teams, eight and six. The Steelers, with their loss, fall to seven and seven. They are now down from six to ten, and the Broncos from nine to eleven. The Raiders, getting their victory, move up, move swapped places with the Chargers. Uh, the Patriots, Titans, and the Jets are all eliminated. You can basically say that the Chargers are eliminated too. On the NFC side, the Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys are all uh, locked in. So there's four more positions, four more spots for the playoffs uh, to be determined. That's the NFC North, the NFC South, and two wild cards right now. Um, Right now, yeah, the Niners are eleven and three. The Eagles are ten and three, pending the result on Monday Night Football. Cowboys are ten and four. Lions are ten and four, so they have a chance to. They're in the mix here for the number one seed. Um, the Buccaneers lead the NFC South for now. Uh, the Saints are have the same record. The Falcons are a game behind uh, in the division, and uh, so. The Buccaneers are there. So then the wild cards right now are the Minnesota Vikings and uh, L.A. Rams. All those teams, those three teams, seven and seven. The Saints, seven and seven. Seahawks are six and seven. Falcons fall to six and eight with the Packers. The Giants fall to five and nine with the Bears. The Panthers, Cardinals, and Commanders are all eliminated. The Bears and the Giants probably will be out can add the Raiders there too um so yeah we're gonna we're starting to cut down who's gonna be left in in the mix here um if you get in right now I mean honestly in the NFC you have four teams that are pretty that are are contender teams the Niners and the Eagles uh the Lions and the Cowboys but then the Lions and the Cowboys both have shown of fair uh, that they've been inconsistent uh, they're at home, or if they have certain circumstances, they're really good, or otherwise they look like crap. The AFC is an absolute murderer's row, and we're not even taking into account the fact that the Buffalo Bills are outside of the playoff at the moment. So uh, they can get in. I've been saying this for weeks. I've said it to Professor Jay for weeks that I've been I've been of the belief that the Bills are going to get back into the playoffs. They've used all the stuff like McDermott, that stupidity that he said, that all got um, uh, put out to the media. They used it as almost like a battle um, battle cry or going and circling the wagons. And then Josh Allen has decided to switch on to another level of uh, talking about MVPs. Uh He's a guy, if you want to talk about that, I, in terms of what is the meaning of one player, I talk about that in the case of Lamar. That also goes for Josh Allen. If they don't have Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills are a five-win team, at, if that. Um, so there's, I mean, 
the, I mean, Brock Purdy is is the best. He's he's advocating for CMC. I mean, he can advocate for CMC. Can advocate for Debo Ayuk at times, but not all the time. Obviously, he's not consistent. And they don't give it to him every single week. Or GK Trent Williams argue is the best offensive lineman in the whole entire league. Without him, they were they they were, that was part of why they lost three games in a row. Um, so the Niners are just going to kind of take each other out in that sense. But uh, the Monday night football game is huge against Baltimore. Uh, going to be a tough matchup to win. And um, you're playing Miami. So that one playing against one of the high highest octane offenses in the NFL, uh, Mike McDaniel, I think that's, uh, that's a big test. And I'm curious to see how the rest of the division uh, handles that situation there. Um, get into the schedules. So the week 16, week 16 slate will start with the Saints and the Rams, battle of two teams that are uh, in the playoff hunt. Uh, their Rams are in the playoffs. Saints are right outside the playoffs and uh, tied for the division lead on on Thursday. Then Saturday, Bengals will be at Pittsburgh trying to continue their march for the playoff. Uh, Steelers, essentially, if they lose, they're, they're done. It looks like they're going to start Mason Rudolph, so they're done. Uh, the Bills, uh, the, the Bengals-Steelers game will be on NBC. The Peacock exclusive game looked a lot better when Justin Herbert was alive, but um, with his going down for the season, the Chargers are terrible. Now they fired their coach and their GM. They're going to be hosting the Bills. Um, Josh Allen getting a, a a spotlight to go and put his name into the mix for the MVP. And then you have uh, Christmas Eve. The Christmas Eve slate is one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games. Uh, Colts and Falcons. Colts trying to continue to hold their, uh, keep themselves in the playoff. Uh, Falcons also tied for the or game behind in the division for the NFC South. Packers trying to stay alive. They get to go to Carolina. Uh, Cleveland and Houston. That's a big matchup there. Uh, two teams that are in the playoff mix, one that's in the playoffs at the moment, and Texans trying to get there with D'Amico Ryans. Uh, will C.J. Stroud suit up? Uh, that could be a big part of whether they can win or not. Um, the Lions, divisional matchup, playing against the Vikings. If they can win that game, I think they probably go and um, lock up the division there. The Washington General Redskin Commanders playing against the New York Bretts. Uh, that game will be unwatchable. Uh, Seattle and Tennessee, Will Levis um, at home. Uh, they've been more dynamic. They've had chances. Uh, they just haven't been able to close. Uh, Seattle's been scuffling since Geno Smith went down with his injury. Uh, I mean, uh, that was I mixed it up. I, I said the Dolphins. It was the Buccaneers. So Jacksonville going to Tampa Bay, 4 o'clock game. Uh Jacksonville can utilize this opportunity here. Uh, they can knock off the division-leading Buccaneers and uh, give themselves a chance to solidify a uh, playoff opportunity there. Uh, the Cardinals-Bears game is also terrible. 
But if you like running quarterbacks in Fields and Kyler Murray, you have that. The game in the late window will be the Cowboys at Miami. Uh, that'll, I mean, we we have Dallas who can't win on the road against one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, so that'll be a an interesting one, interesting matchup for sure. And then the Sunday night football game will be on NFL Network. Uh, Patriots at Denver. So that's unwatchable, um, generally. But the Broncos, oh yeah, that's right. They're they're gonna have a hard time making the. Yeah, they're not gonna make the playoffs there. Um, on Christmas Day, Raiders Chiefs at one o'clock. That'll be a Nickelodeon game, no less. Uh, so watch that on Nickelodeon probably. And um, the Raiders, uh, they're more than likely uh, their scant playoff hopes will be extinguished there. Kermit the Frog playing on Christmas. Uh, the 4:30 game will be the Giants at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia trying to keep themselves in the mix for the number one seed. Uh, that'll be 4:30 game on Fox, and then ABC and ESPN will have Monday Night Football: the Baltimore Ravens against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, nice slate. Uh, we'll when we come back uh, here in a couple weeks' time, definitely go over uh, what has transpired over the last few weeks where the playoffs stand and and all that so let's move forward let's go to the sim segment josh for the last time in 2023 let us know what's going on on iRacing and gaming side yeah i mean uh the, you know this past week i ran i think i just you know, ran the uh indie uh pro 2000s at road america ran a race there uh wasn't a whole lot of guys in the field i think only like maybe like eight or nine people total but you know it was good learning experience racing a uh, open wheel at a track that i really like in road america finished uh fourth wasn't able to keep pace with the leaders over the course of the race but you know i was definitely learning how to try to defend my position and try to keep keep pace and not not lose time uh, or not lose time, but not give up time to people behind me. So, uh, you know, I, I probably needed better setup, but, you know, I was willing to, uh, try to, you know, use my driving tactics to, um, you know, get through, uh, and get, you know, get through the race. So that was a pretty interesting experience there with the, you know, kind of like a step below the, uh, indie cars here on, uh, I racing. So, um, got that, um, gonna say i'm kind of thinking about uh doing the iRacing rolex 24 next year uh so i'm considering it but you know i gotta figure out what the logistics of that would be and uh, everything and also gonna have to be up for how you know how would how would shifts work like that and you know being up for that long or or you know when when would you race start racing all that stuff so uh you know got that part uh down so i think you know this week we'll see we'll see for that that's you know kind of talking the future but uh i think yeah this week for what we'll be able to do in the off season here on i racing uh looking at upcoming races here uh and any oh yeah the uh cup series uh at indianapolis and the uh next gens that might be interesting might want to try that uh, draft masters as usual, uh, Xfinity uh, at Gateway here. Uh, let's see where else. Trucks at Talladega, 
uh, Delara IR18 is at the Nurburgring <laughs> for some reason. Whatever, I don't know why, but that's an interesting combination there. Um, uh, the truck series at uh, yeah, at Talladega still. Uh, look at that. Uh, excuse me. There, the um, yeah, that's uh, the Legend series at Talladega. The 87s at Talladega. That's pretty interesting there too. Uh, looking at the road course schedule here, uh, GT3s at Road Roadcoaster Motor Center, uh, Formula Fords at Hockenheim Ring, Mustang Skip Barbers at Summit Point. I uh, got touring cars at Twin Ring Motegi, Stockard Brazil at uh, Circuit Gills Villeneuve. Uh, Global MX-5s at Tsukuba Circuit once again. Delara Formula IR at, at uh, Watkins Glen Boot. The IndyCar at uh, the Road Course Open Setup IndyCar at uh, Michigan here this week. 100 lapper there. Uh, GR Cup at Sandown International Raceway. Uh, let's see. Formula C's at Mount Panorama. Uh, the advanced, oh yeah, the advanced, uh, MX-5s at, uh, Long Beach here. So that's the open setup MX-5, uh, cup, uh, there. So, uh, Spec Racer Series, so that's, uh, Sports Car Club of America car, uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway Road Course, or Legends Road Course, uh, I should say, uh, there. So, uh, I think they did recently have the, like, uh, iRacing, like, IMSA, uh cup or imsa like official cup or whatever and that was at daytona this past week so uh i saw that on the headlines there so yeah imsa esports global championship uh race uh team redline i think and then vrs racing or something like that so um some of the team redline's a pretty famous racing group of course and um you know that's where max verstappen doubles uh, on his time when he's not racing for real. Um, I think he's part of their driver's group. VRS is like one of the sim, like, yeah, I think they were one of the sim, like, help sites or whatever, and they have, like, a big setup shop, and I guess they've had, like, their own team or whatever for very, uh very long time, so that should be interesting. So, yeah, I think the iRacing 24 is January 19th or something like that, so... Uh, let's see, when's January 19th? That's a Friday, January 20th. I have to look at that. I have to start looking at the coordination. I mean, I'm obviously I'm going to do that by myself, so I have to figure out how I can get a team. But, you know, I was thinking about it earlier. I mean, it might be interesting to go and try and do it. So uh, no guarantees yet, but definitely the thought is there uh, to, you know, go out and uh, try that. So uh, we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that would be quite a stream if uh, I'm able to do that. So, you know, definitely, uh, if we do have a, it's a month away, I guess, but, you know, if we do have that, the iRacing24, you know, obviously Twitch TV slash Sailor 2 go on there and look at the streams. Maybe we'll stream this week, we'll see. Uh, but go on there and look at all that stuff. Of course, Twitter, JP Huffine, of course, hot takes on the Jaguars uh, and any other racing or uh, any other information uh, that I'm interested in, go on there and uh, look at my page. Uh, and of course, the YouTube channel, Group Street Podcast, where we'll have all videos up and everything and uh, have those up for this one, hopefully, 
the end of the week here and, uh, you know, for the end of, end of the year. So, of course, uh, glad to talk about episode 200, you know, 200 nice round number, as they say, you know, 200 miles per hour, uh, you know, 200 points, uh, all that stuff. One third of a, a perfect game in bowling uh, to tie back to you there, of course. So, um, yeah, 200 uh, is a good number. Two thirds of a towards a perfect game, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. And also yeah. 200 victories for Mr. The King. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's another yeah. one. Um, in NHRA with pro stock motorcycles going 200 miles an hour is pretty insane. Uh, that's another one. I mean, 200 is a great number, but we're not done. Uh, we're just going to go and take the Christmas break, but we'll be back, obviously, in a couple weeks' time and um, to continue this deal, to start a new year, start the 2024 season, season five, um, for sure there. But first of all, uh, you can find me at PG Matthew 28 Find us at Gripshire Pod on uh, Twitter, uh, you can find the Gripshire podcast basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uploaded a bunch of episodes uh, here uh, because I've been delaying, been delayed with all that, and been my fault. But we got a bunch of content out in one shot. Uh, there's going to be a PO oh, man. That is a massive interception um, by Jalen Hurts. Uh, okay, so um, seventeen thirteen Philadelphia right now. Um, interception by the Seahawks. Uh, but you can find the Gripsford Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us at uh, philipgmatthew.com. and find us on Podbean, which is our host site. And, uh, yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to to you, Josh, your family, and also to any everybody who listens and supports us here on the GSP. And uh, we will be back in 2024 for season five of this deal um working towards 300 since uh we've gotten to 200 this year continue on this track will be at 300 by the end of 2024 and that'll be a perfect game hopefully by then i also have a perfect game in bowling but uh once one 300 is 300 is uh two episodes a week probably (laughs) Well, we got through, what is it? We did, or we did 50. Oh yeah, that's right. So we'll get to episode 250, my bad. Um, uh, Still a good number. uh, (laughs) And we'll uh, look to get towards that um, next year. And with that, for Josh, I'm Phil. We'll see you on the other side in 2024. Thanks for listening to Gripship Podcast.